0: side action podcast the sports gambling show that covers everything in the world of sports betting from a through z we'll cover the four major sports as well as anything and everything in between worth some action and we'll increase the size of your bankroll and
1: here we go all right welcome to side action episode 15 of season six my name is jim weglars aka wegs you can follow me at wegspool on twitter and on instagram Uh, and
2: i'm coop uh, you can check me out on Instagram or Twitter. Check me on Instagram at Dalton Cooper on Twitter at Mr. Gills. Uh, we are the Side Action Podcast. You can obviously check us out on Instagram and Twitter at Side Pod at Side Action Podcast. Uh, and welcome. God, we're getting so close to Christmas. Like you're already slicking your hair back already. It just tells me that we're getting closer, and closer to something important.
1: This is the this is the Riley look. You know, you gotta look clean cut. I've not <laughs> shaved in three days. Uh, but, yeah, Coop, I'm in Philadelphia right now, uh, company party week, which is is basically three days of, of drinking. Um, it's a lot of fun. As I told you on the pre, pre-pod, pre I, I was a blind barber here in, in uh, Philadelphia, had some random chick come up to the table and ask if I wanted to dance, so, you know, we, 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 we got things going, and then the next thing you know, there's like, you know, 30 people on the very small dance floor. So, you know, I, as I said, I start the fire. Start the fire small, then I go big, you know. Yeah. You know nice. my moves. You see okay. my moves occasionally, so yeah, one more big Cast day away. today. It's not even ludicrous anymore. <laughs> <laughs> that's right, that's right. You said chris but uh anyway, tonight is actually the big party, it's a luncheon, starts at one, it'll go till about five, then the after party, and then the after after party, and then I'd fly out about eight forty five tomorrow morning, so yeah.
2: Don't miss your flight. Whatever you do, don't, don't miss your flight. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, what was funny is four years ago, my my boss is one of these I-get-out-of-town-fast guys. Like, he's on the 530 uh, flight today p.m. He only goes to mandatory, get the hell out of here. The first year I did this, yeah. sp- I booked that, but I was having the time of my life. I mean, it's open bar, but he's having a good time. Then I do, there's an after party. I'm like, oh, shit, this is fun. I'm not leaving. I changed my flight. I'm, I'm like dude, change my flight then i, I get a hotel the hotel and we were at a hotel at the time, and uh I got the seven am flight like an idiot I had to get up at like five yeah. five thirty five forty five fifteen <laughs> in the morning, and I was just still like you know you know cotton mouth drunkie was bad so i I've learned my lesson at least I do the eight fifty yeah. flight or whatever it is so.
2: Oh, yeah. No, I've, I've had this experience in college where uh, we flew, flew for nationals, like the national tournaments end of the year, and stuff like that. One year is at Nebraska, and uh, we got knocked out like halfway through the second day. So, um, you know, we had the rest of that day just to kind of deck off and do whatever. So we hung out with some of the other teams, and uh, a bunch of us all went back to the hotel room. Well, luckily one of the guys was local. So he uh, had a bunch of edibles, you know, we took some edibles, hung out the rest of the night. We took one more before going to bed. It's like, i oh, we'll just to get a good night's sleep." Well, we forgot that, you know, we had to be at the airport at 4:30 in the morning because we had a 7 a.m. flight. Yeah, uh, yeah. And it was a that was a fun morning at the airport, though. It was everything was hilarious. There was like a group of six of us that were just giggling like schoolgirls, and everybody else yeah. was just pissed off because they didn't want to be awake at you know a.m. So <laughs> <laughs> I've been there before. It's a good time. Yeah,
1: yeah. So anyway. Um, we've kind of gone up to the current day, but pretty fun we- weekend. Last weekend, uh, hit Holiday Club twice last week, buddy, both on Friday after wow. the karaoke and then on Saturday. Um, Why the hell would we do that last week? I don't know. I was doing so much stuff. There were parties. There was a party in the, the alley. I don't know if you know Allie. She was my teammate one during the summer. We were played a couple tournaments together. She moved into Urzo Place so she had a housewarming thing so I popped in there then i went to the suburbs came back to the city for holiday club what can you say <laughs> and then i saw a christmas carol You're on popular, sunday man. yeah it's like a man about town i need a i need a break i'll tell you what's growing not my not my uh, bankroll but my gut my gut is getting big coop there's gonna have to be a, a reckoning here where i'm you know yeah. maybe a juice a juice cleanse or something so how was your – you you were in Ohio for the – was it a poker tournament or something?
2: No, my uh, my grandfather turned to 80. Oh, that's right. That was on right. Saturday. Right. We did play a, we played a little poker on Friday night. But, yeah, it was a good time. Um, trying to think what happened done since then. Nothing really. I mean, it's been a pretty chill week. We had bowling on Tuesday like normal. So the boys are back. Your boy finally shot 700. It's yeah. been a long time coming. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. Shot, I uh, shot 263 in the first game. I shot 274 the last game. Damn, uh, I had a couple of Jesus moments at the beginning of the second game. So like, I only shot like 180 the second game. So we're not going to talk about that too much.
1: So it's 274. What's that? That's it's like that's like that. uh, everything but like one spare or something. Is that like a strike and everything's a strike but so, one spare? <laughs>
2: yeah. It's a it's a it's a goofy score actually. So last game, first three for game. Uh, in the fourth frame, I left 3-6-10, which is the three pins on the right. That's the head pin, if you're looking at that triangle, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I made that spare, and then I struck all the way until that ball the tenth, which is technically the fourth one. Mm-hmm. Okay. It was, I had won all the bracket at that point, so I was just throwing ball. So I wasn't too sure worried about the score at that point. So we you know, no point kind of them all. that's kind of cool. So... I have to figure out what the house record. So, but uh, no, out bowling, and then uh, this weekend should be a good time. Talk about a holiday party. I'm still pumped that you won't be there. I'm still disappointed, not pumped, but.
1: I'll, I'll be there in know, spirit. You got to sing. Learned. You, you got to sing a little Backstreet Boys or In Sync or something. You know, whatever. I know you're good at other songs, but you're gonna have to conjure Jimmy Wegg's for one song and get the group going. Maybe do a stupid dance. That's kind of all I do. I don't really have much singing skill, so yeah. there will be some it's karaoke at the after party tonight. I have to decide if I'm gonna sing. After my voice, obviously, is an octave lower, but uh, we're good. So, <laughs> let's jump into it. What a wonderful world. <laughs> exactly. Let's That's jump great. into a coop. Uh, I've got, I actually put some shed stuff. I, I actually had some, some elements here, so I'll jump in. Who am I taking to the shed this week? Well, let's just put the selection committee. Oh, yeah. I, I, we don't have to go into great detail. Everybody knows it by now, but uh, obviously Florida State went undefeated this year. You know, nobody's going to cry tears for Florida State. They've won some titles in their day, uh, but the SEC love continues. You've got Alabama with one loss in. You've got, you know, Texas obviously has one loss, but they beat Alabama. Obviously, they wanted an SEC team in regardless. Georgia, you know, they lost in the big game, as you predicted. So now you've got, you know, Florida State. I understand they don't have the the quarterback. I get it, but it's just crap. So I'm taking them to the shed. Everybody knows it's a bad system. That's why I go into 12 teams now. But they almost got lucky where they didn't have this situation for the first time in a while. But, yeah, sorry, I mean, come on, committee. You're in the shed. Get in
2: there. Yeah. <laughs> no, I definitely... It was definitely a flawed system to begin with when we have five power conferences in only four spots. Right. So it never did like, make much sense to the game. So, but I guess at the end of the day, it's all about the moolah, you know? So... Yep. Um, let's see here. Taking the shed. So we're going to start with the Chiefs. Mm. We're starting, it's not very often you get to take the Chiefs to the shed, but, man, did they look like... Just average. I guess it's the best. They look so average on Sunday night football against yeah. the Packers. I mean, at the first drive of the game, they literally took half the quarter away. The Packers did when they had the ball. So yep. um, here's a fun stat for you, by the way. Coming into the season through uh, Mahomes' career, the Chiefs had scored less than 20 points six times in any particular game. Do you know how many times they've scored 20 or less this year?
1: 20 plus this year? Um, no, 20 or less. Or less, this year. Or less oh, okay. this year. Okay. Yeah. So, what, they're eight and four now? I would say they've scored nine times.
2: No, yeah, so five times is your. They've scored 20 or less. So they almost matched the mark that they had coming into the season in Mahomes' whole career. Yep. So you can definitely – I think that stat is very telling of how broken the offense is right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, like, I just thought that was interesting. So I think we should take the Chiefs to the shed. They have a really big game this week against Buffalo, which we'll get into, I'm sure, and yep. covering that. Uh, the second team we're taking to the shed is Iowa. <laughs> Iowa football we're taking them to the shed. Uh, they lost 24-0 to Michigan in the Big Ten Championship. Um, shout out to the Big Ten West. Um, they were 0 and 10 in championship games <laughs> um, with an average um, with an average margin of, I guess, loss, loss. by 24 and a half points. Mm-hmm. So, uh, also this year, fun Iowa stat: they had a thousand more yards of punting this year than they did offense. <laughs> so they ranked 133rd in the nation this year in offense, which is dead last for those of you keeping track at home. Yep. And they had the first ranked punting team in all of the country. So. Shout out to Iowa football. They're d- doing
1: well. Did you hear about the bar, uh, gonna, Coop, did you hear about the bar in Cedar Rapids that basically uh, said drink,
2: free drinks?
1: They and, would get free beer until and, Iowa scored. Iowa scored. So it's not clear <laughs> if they're still offering that right now because they haven't scored and they won't play a bowl game for a while. So that that bar, mean I don't know if they're supposed to be going to the dub club or the the club dub or the shed there, but <laughs> but I mean I mean at least the, the the patrons are at least in the club dub. But you know. oh man, could you
2: imagine stuttering, right home at night? Well, foreshadows
1: shadows, shadows really would never tough. do that. Of course, they could have done that too, but you
2: know. anyway. <laughs> okay. Uh, we're also going to take Oakland to the shed, by the way. So uh, I guess the A's. We're going to take the A's to bed. Uh, okay. Not only did the city of Oakland lose the uh, the Athletics, the baseball team, um, but they also are picking fourth in the draft this year. So they had an awful, terrible season. I think they won only like what, 45 games or something like that, uh, and they're not even going to get the first pick out of it. So they're actually picking fourth. We'll get into Club Dub about the other picks here shortly. Um, and then yesterday, we we're gonna take the PGA Tour to the shed. Uh, John Rom signed to uh, sign to go play with Live. Okay. Um, there's not an exact number yet, but it's rumored anywhere between 450 million and 600 million. So, uh, yeah, good for John. You know, John and, and, and little Rom and Mrs. Rom and they're they're gonna be just fine. So shout out to shout out to them. But yeah, we're taking the PGA to the shed. It's just losing more and more credibility and. It's just uh, it's yeah. it's tough to see.
1: They really showed that live tour who's boss, huh? <laughs> yeah,
2: they really won that publicity battle that they were fighting.
1: Yeah. Well, how about Club Dub? I, I you know I know you probably got a few people. I'm sure I'm gonna go first. We'll, I've got Debo Samuel. I mean, he is on one, you know one of the squads, but more importantly, this dude on seven touches. He obviously looks healthy now. Seven touches against Philadelphia. He gets three touchdowns. One was a reverse for a touchdown, 22-yard run, and he's got a 48-yard slant that he took to the house that he broke, like, four tackles, and then he had a it was a screen pass for 46 yards. And, I mean, it was almost all yards after, yards after a catch, but he's amazing. Three touchdowns for Debo Samuel. was looked great and obviously just dominated the, the Eagles secondary in the, in the mostly the second half of that game.
2: Yeah, he's, he's a poor man's Tyree Kill maybe. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly. The Definitely the way, like, watching them watching them play offense, like, it looks it looks very familiar. It's almost like, wait a minute, is this this? So, I think I texted you Monday morning, too, like, yeah. schematically, there'd be a great school matchup would be Dolphins and Niners, just to watch them, like, mirror each other. But uh, we're going to start with the Bengals in my club, Doug. Oh, so, yeah? They had the cool, first Monday night football road win uh, since 1990. So, hmm. shout out to them. It's been pit- uh, what, almost 40 years or 30 years now since they've won online Night Football on the road. So that's <laughs> They're six and six overall. Jake Browning had a really good night. And uh I think, he had like four incompletions or five incompletions the whole night. So <laughs> shout out to the to the Bengals. They are in clubbed up. Uh, we also gonna put on AJ. Uh, in clubbed up. So yeah, he he's had uh nine touchdowns from scrimmage in six games this year. Uh, right. that's the second most in NFL history and a six game span. You know who number one is.
1: Mm, A six-game span? Yeah. This this is NFL history, or is this just recent history here?
2: No, NFL history, specifically to start their of the the first six games. He's had nine touchdowns. There's one person that's had 10 in NFL history. Can you name that person? Mm.
1: LaDainian Tomlinson?
2: Ah, you're close. It's actually Eric Dickerson. Oh, there you Eric go. Eric
1: Dickerson had 10 touchdowns in his
2: first six games to start his career. So, awesome. shout out to that. Um, we're also going to shout out to the whole state of Ohio from the baseball sense. Um, so, I don't know if you saw, but the Guardians got the first pick and the uh, MLB draft lottery coming up in the second. So... Uh, the Guardians had a 2% chance to get the number one overall pick, and the Reds had a 0.9% chance to get their one overall pick, so Cincinnati actually could jump from like 12 to 2, and then I think the Guardians jumped from like 8 to 1, so wow. uh, just to keep up, you've got um, Cleveland, Cincy, Colorado, Oakland, and then your our beloved Chicago White Sox picking fifth, so just to round up the top five for you there.
1: Yeah, thank you, thank you for that.
2: <laughs> and then, uh, the last two. So uh, also going to put the Lakers in club dub. They beat uh, they beat the Pelicans last night, uh, but they beat Phoenix the other night, and they actually only shot 37% from that from the field in that semifinal or in the quarterfinal game they played against the uh, the uh, the Suns the other night. So uh, it's actually. Do you know who leads the NBA this year in field goal attempts made in the fourth quarter? By the way,
1: I have no idea. You mean, do you mean team or team or player? James. Oh, what's that? What's that? No, player.
2: Yeah.
1: No, I don't. So
2: LeBron leads the league in shots made in the fourth quarter of the season. Oh. Just on stat for you. At 38 good, good, years old. Good for him. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. And then the last team, we're going to put uh, the Arizona Coyotes. So this is uh, a little quirk that I found the other night on, on Twitter. Um, so they're 5 and 0 in their last five games, but they're the first team uh, in NHL history for a five game winning streak to be over the previous five Stanley Cup champions. I don't know if you saw this or not, but wow. um, they beat Washington, St. Louis, Tampa, Colorado, and Vegas all in a five game span, and those were your last five. I, I don't know if that's like a scheduling quirk or I don't know how the hell that even happened. Like, it's hmm. just amazing that that he was even on your schedule. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I thought that was fun, but they went 5 and 0. So Arizona's on the up and up. Uh, you know they've got the backs, they've got the, uh,
1: you know, they've got the sunshine, and then now they've got the, uh, <laughs> they've got the Coyotes. <laughs> they got the Coyotes too. Anyway. So, yeah. Nice,
2: nice. Yeah, you know Club Dub is, is, is jumping this week. We've got a lot of club we, lot of we need to we need to
1: somewhere. get a second floor or a fourth floor or wherever we're at with this club because it's pretty it needs to be large. It's because, can we get, a, <laughs> can, we get a, can we get a speakeasy going? I think we need to get a speakeasy within Club Dub to kind of have an exclusive section, but. It's okay. It's but okay I think to celebrate. We're franchise it. it's Yeah, a, yeah,
2: it's a franchise. We're gonna start <laughs> popping them up everywhere.
1: That's right. Blind, blind barber. All right. So obviously we got no. We have one college game. We'll talk about that in a minute. But you know we gotta acknowledge the, the guy went 23-4 and 1 or whatever it is. 29 and 4 and 1. Whatever you're at now. You you're like a 95% yeah. in this year. I'm hoping you put an, an addition on your uh, you know apartment there uh, with all the cash. But <laughs> okay. um, you came in with Michigan covering the spread, shutting out uh, shutting out Iowa, and then Alabama went outright as we kind of mentioned before, over Georgia, yeah, so nice work. Um, yeah. How, how are you going to celebrate? Are you going to do a little victory lap, or are we going to double down in the bowl season?
2: Um, no, not yet. It's not victory lap season yet. Maybe we'll, uh, we, we've still got, got some work to put in, you know, it's it's been a fun ride. Um, mm-hmm excited for the people. That's who I really do it for today. I really just do it for, for the people. people. Uh, you know, it's for Art especially, you know, because Art's the one that shouts, he's the one that follows and pays attention, so shout out to Art. Yeah, Art's going to get um, you on
1: McAfee, that's what yeah, he said. He's going to get you you're the next Pat McAfee. <laughs> well, I guess McAfee doesn't Maybe. do great on picks, but uh, anyway. <laughs>
2: his underdogs, his super dogs this year have been really good. Yeah, everything dogs. else is okay, but uh but maybe, I definitely have a better beard than he does, so we well, at least got that going for it.
1: That goes without, goes without so. saying, right? I mean, give me a break, so.
2: Right.
1: <laughs> um, well, but, uh,
2: but yeah, the only game we have this week is uh, is Army-Navy. Um, and you know what, just out of the spirit of it, I think we're going to go Army. Um, they're mm. actually writing a three-game win streak going into uh, this game. They beat they started beating Air Force is what started this streak. I think Force was ranked at right the time of this, so uh, forgive me on that, but... Um, I like Army. They actually have a little bit more of a balanced attack. You know, most of the special forces you'll see kind of just run the old uh, spread, you know, wing T offense, the little triple option. So sure. uh, I think Army's got a little bit more balance than what Navy does. So I think yeah, they actually might be able to have to complete the ball when they have to. So, uh, but no, I like Army's physicality. I like their. I like their. Uh, the triple option a little bit better than Navy's I think they're a little bit bigger they block a little better so we're going to go with Army I know they're favorited I think they're minus yeah they're minus three so we're going to take Army to win and cover uh, I could see them make maybe you know, 24 14 24 17 somewhere in that area, area I would think so but now we're going to ride with Army this week see what happens
1: yeah I think they uh you know Army's got that style it's a it's usually a game script situation so as long as they don't get too far down they can just grind that clock down to nothing. so <laughs> It's not exactly the prettiest football, but uh, there's definitely something there. So
2: yeah, It'll be cold. That's all I know.
1: Yeah. Now, how do you – we could talk more next week about the Bulls, but, I mean, how do you approach bowl season? Because it is a little bit different than the regular season. You've got a lot more motivations. you got a lot of players that sit out. Do you wait till not the last minute, but, I mean, do you kind of just stay away from certain matchups versus um, – you know, I mean, because you don't know what to predict. Some well, sometimes I'm like, because I do a bowl pick 'em thing, and I gotta pick every game with confidence and everything. And sometimes I'm like, oh yeah, this team, blah blah blah. And then you look and they, oh, none of those guys are playing today. <laughs> that was a bad decision. That's,
2: well, that's, I think sometimes location has a big factor, just yes. kind of like the NFL too. Uh, I mean, I think the NFL is a little bit less, just because. They're, five, they're more adults, they've seasoned, they're traveling and stuff like that, but uh, that's true. Uh, like one example, I know Miami, Florida like they put the Hurricanes in Fenway Park, like they have to go play in Fenway in like three weeks, I'm like, it's like December twenty I'm like, it's going to be 20 degrees in Boston, That like I'm sure that week, so I'm sure the kids from Florida are not going to be motivated to go out there and play sure. in that All cold right. weather, it's so true. Just maybe a little nuances like that, I always like to pay attention to. Obviously, like you said, you know, whichever players are sitting out is always a bigger factor, in my opinion, because it's, it's players, not plays, you know, at the yep. end of the day. So, yep. um, you know, but like to your point, I think, you, you know, you kind of hit the nail on the head, too. But I like to, I like to, kind of like the NFL, I like to get in early just because you, you, those numbers are going to adjust, obviously, the closer sure. we get to it. Um, you can usually find a little more better value the earlier you get in. But, um, yeah, I like, I like underdog season too for bowls, just to so your point. Like, the motivation factor with the the transfer portal, you're getting a lot of those guys that probably aren't going, that haven't played this year, but they actually get a chance to play in the bowl game because there's are sit well Sure. Uh, leaving, whatever the case may be. So roster depth,
1: also another big uh, big factor, in my opinion. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay, well, let's, yeah, let's get it to her for sure. Yeah. Let's jump into the NFL now. Um, obviously, I you know, just updated it because I've been, you know, I've been I've been too busy having a good time. Coop, you know, I can't I can't keep up with a statistician. Our our intern didn't show up this week to work, so I gotta I gotta do it myself. Um, but hey, overall, you've got the home road splits. The road teams they really kick butt this week. Eight and five. Uh, I remember when I was talking to Action last week. We were trying to pick pick games. He was like, oh, we're picking too many road teams. And I'm like, well. This week it was how it worked, and and it wasn't exactly the same split, but we did have you know eight favorites come in this week again. So favorites two weeks in a row, you know, just use the, the the coop method, and you you'd be okay. Uh, eight, eight five this week uh, for for the favorites, and then another weird trend is like reversal, right? So the overs nine and four to the over this week. It's been um, a little bit bizarro world in the NFL. Usually that's not what happens, but. Maybe it's just a market correction over the course of the season, and so nine and four on the overs, and we had a couple games that hit the that the spread mattered. Uh, Obviously, we talked about the Thursday night game last week, and then there was another game. So, you know, on the season, it's still about thirteen and a half percent, but but yeah, you got to be a little more mindful. I think the numbers are getting a little tighter for the spreads, and you got to make sure you're picking the right side, and maybe looking at some of the spreads nowadays. So, overall. And then when we look at us in a contest, well, we're six and a half back of the money. That's the most important thing. Uh, top guy's about seventy percent, and I you don't listen to these guys, but the Vison guys are doing really good in these contests. One of the guys we listened to, the guy I met in Vegas, Paulie Howard, is one of like thirty left in the Survivor contest. So it's it's getting real. Um, they also interviewed somebody this week. Uh, it was. What was her last name's Hearns, I know that I can't remember her name, Jessica or something. Really beautiful girl, who's um who's in the Survivor Contest. And it turns out she's like Thomas Hitman Hearns' niece or something. Um, not that that right. matters on how she can pick games, but she started off where she had um whatchamacallit she had she picked she had she had 10 entries, which is 10 grand and she picked the Lions on every single entry week one, <laughs> so a little bit lucky maybe, but um, she won yeah. and advanced. But um, but anyway, she's in the top 32, so that's kind of cool. And the guy, one of the guys that runs all the stats for Veasan, is the he's the number one in, in the pickup contest. He's the only guy at 46 wins, so he's kicking ass. Um,
2: of course, yeah, the analytics guy, shocking.
1: But you know what's funny is like it is funny. Normally those guys don't do that great because at some point. So we'll see that there's only five weeks of the season. It's the last quarter. We have a chance to at least make some money in the quarter. Maybe maybe make a colossal run. But this is where the like you said the last few weeks of the NFL is gets a little goofy. You know who's playing for what? You know are they playing for draft picks? Are they playing yeah, for, for real? It. I mean you know as we mentioned, yeah. Cincinnati won last week. Nobody expected them to beat Jacksonville. You know whatever. So anyway.
2: I think we have eight starting or eight backup quarterbacks starting this week, eight or nine. Yeah, it's crazy. So you just, God knows at this point. (laughs)
1: Exactly. It's it's a it's a watered down version right now the NFL. So in our picks last week we uh, we went with Atlanta. They did cover this game. It wasn't a great game. It was you know thirteen to eight is not something you. uh, It goes back to nineteen fifties offense in this one. The Jets scored a safety in this one, so that was not a touchdown. It was <laughs> two field goals and a safety. Uh, Falcons did just enough to win. Um, they did win the turnover margin because they got outgained in this game, the Falcons did. So they got three turnovers in this one, and they did cover the two points, so 13 to 8. Thanks, Falcons. He finally covered a damn game. Uh, we did pick Pittsburgh. I think <laughs> you mentioned that Pittsburgh, you know, run first, but a lot of this was Kenny Pickett. This game kind of turned on a couple of plays, well, not plays, but Pittsburgh's up. Or it's three three. They're going in to score. They, you know, they're at the they go for fourth and goal, third and goal. We get Kenny Pickett gets hurt and he's out, and they get stuffed at the one at fourth and goal. And then Arizona goes on a ninety nine yard drive that, yeah. that's to score the touchdown at the end of the half, and that kind of flipped the game ten to three. Trubisky didn't do that great, but Connor over 100 yards. We didn't talk about you know, Connor revenge game But he had a really good game in this one uh, and Arizona won 24 to 10. Apparently they don't want that Well, they can't get the number one pick anyway, but you know, they don't want they don't want the number one pick at this point
2: No, it really wouldn't bring any value to them Oh by the way real quick Jets stat for you Do you know the Jets have actually the Jets defense has scored more safeties in the first quarter than the offense has scored touchdowns this year? Wow
1: no, yeah, that's am not
2: surprised a fun
1: stat for you. So just let's know how good that Jets defense is. So. Yeah, I'm sad. I feel sad. <laughs> feel sad for them. So I don't think you're, even though Aaron Rodgers is now designated to return or he's in the window that he can return, I, I don't think he's going to return. But we'll see. <laughs> but we got Carolina. I think you picked this one too. Uh, Carolina was getting five and a half in our contest. It closed at three and a half, so some people knew something was going on. And so in the end we got the win. They didn't win the game outright. They they had a chance. It was kind of close, but that, you know, they don't really want to win Carolina, even though they, they're giving up their first round pick. But what can you do? Uh, they didn't do the read option like we talked about last week, but it didn't really matter. Um, you know, Tampa did get the win at twenty one to eighteen, but it was that back door because it was twenty one to ten, and then they scored a touchdown with the uh two pointer to get within the even the closing numbers. So they were one of those that was one of the ones spreads that didn't uh you know, winners that didn't cover the spread. Yeah, I then, that was a good game. Yeah, and then your Cleveland, you know, we, we, we talked about it. Joe Flacco, man, damn it. I thought he played pretty good. Um, but late in the game, yeah, you know had- little pressure. He played very well in the first quarter. You know, they had a good first drive. They they had the game at twenty one nineteen in the fourth quarter, but then the Rams just kind of wore them down and got a couple scores late, and they're in playoff contention. The Rams now at six and six, so the Rams won the game 36-19, covering that three and a half. in Cleveland, two weeks in a row, man, that, that road cover they couldn't get done for me.
2: That defense is starting to look like it's uh, like they're human again. So yes, yes, they, uh, yeah, no, like you said, Joe Flacco did look pretty good, even though he his completion percentage was only like. 55 or 57 percent or something like that but yeah I mean the the Browns offense actually looked pretty pretty sustaining there for a minute but mm-hmm. yeah it looked like he was pretty safe and then you know we get down to the country time in the fourth quarter and he finally let one rip and he just made a it looked like he was through him I think he under or overthrew him just a hair like it wasn't that bad of a throw but you know just a tough time to have it so
1: right and then we Let's talked see. about the San Francisco game a little bit. Um, they did win pretty easily in this one, 42-19. The game was kind of weird. I didn't get to see the game as we talked about. I was like, you know, <laughs> I was watching Christmas Carol. Um, so, but San Francisco, like in the first quarter, didn't look good. And and Philly stuffed them. It was, you know, 6-0 at the quarter. They were, I think they had like minus four yards in the first quarter or something like that. And all of a sudden... Shanahan just threw out the the original game plan and like started going you know you know sneak attacks reverses you know by receiver screens the next thing you know they just house the the Eagles in this one. No,
2: absolutely. The biggest thing that I took away and we should have known this is we should have we should have definitely looked farther into this. But the uh, you know that was Philadelphia's third game in 15 days. Yep. And the San Fran hadn't played since Thanksgiving, so So we definitely should have seen that coming. Like that was just a complete ass kicking in the second half. Like yeah. it didn't even look like Philly was was like at their full strength and like even ready to play in that second half. So we, as a podcast, definitely missed on that. Huh. Uh, we'll I mean, do better I, moving forward. I told you the pick. I, yeah,
1: I told you the pick. Yeah. We should
2: have. We should. have. That should have been like the mortgage, the the guaranteed know, mortgage lock of the week though. You know. Or okay,
1: something. put your put your retirement so, fund on this game. I don't know if I do that on the podcast, yeah, but you know.
2: The 401k game of the week.
1: Yeah, <laughs> we 401k. About don't listen to the disclaimer at the end of this podcast. But yeah, put your 401k on <laughs> this. Um, so your Beaver Nation, you you're you're starting to pull up. You're over. You're getting over 500 a little bit now. You know, so you're you're starting to pull up here. So you talk about the talk about yeah, your we'll fins. Your fins up.
2: Yeah, never a doubt. Uh, our our analytics department came through, because I don't know if you remember, but I told you that Washington gave up, you know, the most big plays of 20 yards or more in the NFL, and yeah. Miami's really good at 20-plus yards uh, plays, and he said that. right away, that showed, like, in the first quarter, yeah, I think, like, the first drive, Tyreek Hill caught, you know, two long touchdowns, so uh, defense looks good. Van Ginkle is going to, you know, step in for Phillips. Hopefully, he can you know, play as well as you know Jalen can. Um, he actually had a pick six in this game, so maybe he's better than Jalen. He can actually catch the ball when the quarterbacks throw it in his hands. So, uh, but no other than that, they, you know, the defense is coming along. Powell, I think, had touchdown, so shout out to him. He's on the fantasy team. But, uh, but yeah, other than that, I mean, the Dolphins look good. We, I mean, we won't know about the Dolphins until they, you know, they beat somebody that somebody actually cares about. So maybe the Cowboys in a couple weeks, So we're, you know, the and then the Ravens. I think the. Uh, the week after that, I think of, they go. I think they go Dolphins. Excuse me. I think they go Cowboys, Ravens, or maybe there's a team in between there. But yeah, we're uh, we're gonna find out more about Miami in the next couple weeks for sure.
1: Well, you did say it's important they get the one seed, but they've played okay on the road too. I mean, maybe not against top teams, but you know, against the lower teams, they've been able to take care of business. And then you mentioned the Chiefs game. Obviously, that didn't work out for you. But you know, my, I was just ribbing you on Monday about Jordan Love and his his ascent as the greatest quarterback of all time in Green Bay. <laughs> yeah
2: You might as well start building the statue now Honestly, that way it's done By the time he's uh ready to hang him up
1: so. I mean, I gave him some credit yeah, Because no, I, everybody was dogging, dude I mean, I know you were saying that too But it was like He was, you know, he's playing within himself He's playing solid He's got great weapons though He's got really good receivers
2: Yeah, the, the uh, Wicks Dante Wicks, I think He's a really good wide receiver Do you know where he played his college ball at?
1: Um, I think you're going to tell me
2: Oh yeah, he actually played in Virginia. I was hoping he'd oh. at least throw a guess out there. So, but no, he's from Virginia. He uh, I think his junior year he was really good because Virginia—that was the one year Virginia was actually ranked like in the like in the teens, I think, like 17, 18. I don't know if you remember that a couple years ago. But uh, uh and in his senior year, he did. Uh, their offense fell apart. They had a new quarterback and they were just trash. So he actually—that's why he's on the Packers now is he was mm. projected like a second or third round pick his junior year, and he stayed and then he fell all the way to the sixth round. So. Um, he's really good, like you said to your credit. But uh, it looks like Matt Lafleur is uh has got his guy. I mean he's like you said he's playing well within the system. They they look balanced, which I think is always key for um, you know good teams, especially teams with younger quarterbacks. You know that balance is, is good to keep keeping on on yeah.
1: the
2: toes and everything.
1: So, I mean he's he's undefeated. Lafleur is undefeated in in December now. Yeah, this is 16, 16 and 0.
2: 0. Yeah, 16 and 0.
1: So Crazy. we'll see if that continues. But I mean, what can be said? Um, well, let's move on to this week. Obviously, uh, I'm, I really did great work here on the injuries and storylines, so let's just cover what I do remember. Uh, Kenny Pickett, obviously we mentioned he hurt his ankle. He's out. Uh, probably a bigger injury, we kind of glazed over it, is uh, Trevor Lawrence got bent over backwards. It was an ugly play. Mind you, he is a fantasy starter on a team I need to win this week, so he's out. Uh, at least for this week maybe a couple weeks with that ankle and that's really important I mean they lost the game against Cincinnati they had a chance at the 1c2 I don't think they're gonna have it now they could even lose the division so that was a big injury that came through I know uh, Carr Derek Carr is a concussion I don't know if he's gonna end up playing usually those guys don't get cleared uh, who else we got Ramondi Stevenson missed the game last night but they didn't apparently didn't need him uh, what else we got for injuries and, and stuff uh, that's what I'm looking at right. There. I was gonna say uh you got Zach Wilson back in there for the Jets. I mean he's moving the line too. It was yeah. like they moved yeah, it because
2: they went from plus six to plus four.
1: <laughs> so wild, I don't know. Is he is he that important to the line? Apparently he is.
2: Justin Jefferson uh, should be tripping to be playing this weekend he's for everybody to. who's interested in that. That's right.
1: Um, I am
2: Cardinals are not important. Uh, Drake London. Uh huh. Oh, sorry, wrong London.
1: No, nope, never mind. Um. Well, Christian Watson also for Green Bay. I'm not sure if he's going to play. He was like having a monster game, and then he like, it looked like he was going to slide to to keep the clock going, and then he like grabs his hamstring um. and rolls over. I'm like, this guy finally is catching fire, and now he's back on the on the shelf. But what are you going to do? Donovan Taylor, I believe, is still out for the
2: Colts.
1: Yes. Yes.
2: He's got a I think, hand. And then Joe Flacco should still be playing, should still be starting for Cleveland.
1: Yeah, DTR. DTR is,
2: it still has a clear concussion protocol, which is strange. It's been a while now. It's been like two weeks, eh?
1: Yeah. It looks like Derrick Henry's supposed to play, but he, he actually had a head injury too. So, but I think he's okay. must not. It was listed as a head, not a concussion. So, whatever that means.
2: Yeah. Um, and they play Monday night, so he's got a little bit extra time.
1: Yeah. Well, last night uh, we had, we missed the first game, but that's obviously, Pittsburgh was a six-point favorite at home. Uh, the total was rock bottom, 30. It was the lowest total I heard in the NFL in like, whatever, 25 years I or I love the over, too. Of course, you should, and they did go over. More importantly, the Patriots scored points. They hadn't scored over like, you know, 10 points in like, whatever, four weeks, so... I did tell Ridgeway to take Pittsburgh just as a straight up. Unfortunately, sorry, but I did have the side in the contest for me. So, so anyway, they closed at six point favorites. They lose the game outright, 21-18. Pittsburgh's going the wrong direction, bro. I mean, I know we thought they were kind of a lock for the playoffs, but now I'm not even sure.
2: Yeah. So, yeah, I'm kind of conflicted because I talk, I hyped this team up so much on this podcast at the beginning of the season, but my heart feels so nobody good watched. Like don't worry. Like poorly. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was gonna say there's only the five people that can hold me accountable to my to my <laughs> opinions. But um no, I mean it makes my heart feel good as a yeah. to watch the Steelers kind of regress. Honestly, it makes you know it makes the soul feel good. So, sure. Uh no, I mean they look. They looked pretty sus back last night when you got Juju Smith-Schuster, you know, running all over, you know, just doing whatever he wants. Basically. I think he was the only one that had close to 100 yards in that game last night. So, uh, yeah, they definitely are turning in the wrong direction. There's, you know, TJ Watt hasn't really shown his head in the last couple games. Like it's, right. he's kind of been invisible. So I don't know if the defense is just having trouble
1: or well, Cam uh, yeah, Hayward's no, they're Cam, definitely losing. They're Cam, losing juice. Cam Hayward's back, and they're still not stopping a run. So it's like you know, it's like oh, we didn't have yeah. Cam Hayward, we can't stop the run. You can't stop the run with him in there. It's just the run fits are not right. there or something. So um, yeah. we'll see. We'll see. Well, let's go through the games now. Uh, We do have a fairly full slate. There are two teams on by with Arizona and Washington. So early games, you've got uh, Houston at the Jets. Uh, As you mentioned, it opened as like six-and-a-half point favorite for Houston. It's down to three-and-a-half, what I've seen in the market. totals at 33. I don't know why Zach Wilson moves the needle so much, but it's tough. You know, I love Houston. I've always been on Houston for a long time, and even last week uh, we ended up not did we take them in a contest? We might have taken them in a contest. I mean, I just, I just like that team. They keep covering. They're not as good on the road, but they're definitely better than the Jets. We hate the hook on this, on this podcast, but I still may stick with it. I don't know. One of the things I heard this week that, that matters, I think, is that Houston runs the same defense as the Jets. They may not be as good at it. So this could have an advantage for the Jets because they practice against it all the time. But I also think it helps Houston because the Jets' defense is so good, theoretically, but if they run the same system and they're used to seeing it in practice, it may help Houston score. So I, I still like Houston minus a three and a half.
2: Yeah, I think Houston's going to be able to run the ball. They have uh, Damian is finally healthy. They mm-hmm. have uh, Singletary's back there. Yeah. Uh, they don't have Tank Dell anymore, too. I don't know, yeah, if I, I forgot. I forgot to mention that injury. So yeah, yeah, I still have a lot of questions about why he's even in that formation for that run rep- At like 160 pounds, so the man is like 20 pounds lighter than I am, and he's lining up, you know, behind the lineman to block, which makes no sense. But uh, I digress. But uh, I think it's going to be a big loss for them moving forward because him and Nico Collins, you know, he's been helping Nico get open, not getting doubled all the time. So, or when he does get doubled, you know, Tank's been taking advantage of that. So, uh, I think Dalton Schultz is going to obviously become a lot more prevalent this offense moving forward without Tank Dell. So for you fantasy people. They come up. Yeah, about Houston. I think they're going to run the ball. I think they're going to control the flow of the game. Uh, Zach Wilson doesn't even want to play, so yeah. how his teammates are even going to support him or how they even feel about him playing? They're probably not going to be very motivated motivated to play. Um, and yeah, I just think that uh, you know it's a dumpster fire. <laughs> Jets, right. or I don't know. I don't know what you could do. I don't know how you could see this team coming out and playing well. well but, may, you know, maybe maybe uh, he's saying that, which means they're probably going to
1: right. Maybe a good bet would be Jets uh, defensive score or safety, you know, like TD or safety, because that's the only team that can the only that can score. So <laughs> yeah, um, in the but, first quarter even. Yeah, next next game is Tampa at Atlanta. Um, this is now a big division game. Tampa's only a, like a gameish back in this in this terrible NFC South, but Atlanta, I think, with this win, can kind of cement the division more or less. I mean, still. They need to play the Saints one more time, I think. But this line started at 2.5. is down to 1.5 for Atlanta at home, 40.5 point total. I'm a little confused by the line. I'm not sure why Tampa is getting a little love in the marketplace. Not that I love it, uh, Atlanta per se, but they did beat them last time on the road. Maybe maybe Atlanta didn't outgain them or something. Maybe that's what people are thinking. But, I've been against Tampa for a couple weeks now, and I think I'm gonna line up against against them again, especially at this number. The number I had was two and a half, so now that's down to one and a half. I think there's some value with Atlanta. Don't cry. It's no, okay. I'm with you. It's okay. I keep
2: going back and, no, I know. <laughs> I know, right? I just it's such a it's such a moving game. I, you know, I get emotional talking about <laughs> these meetings. but uh, I, <laughs> no, I, I keep going back and forth because I just don't know which. I don't know which defense is going to bend but not break more. Right. <laughs> it seems like. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Mike Evans. You know, Mike Evans is probably going to make his stamp on this game. I can see Jesse he's Bates. Good. He's been he's been hot lately. He's had a couple of good weeks. or always had. I think at least a takeaway by himself. So, ah, man, this is tough. This really because this is kind of a loser leaves town game in my opinion yeah. too. Because to your point, yeah, the you know if the Falcons win, I think they'd be two games up over, uh, you know, both of the. The Bucs and the Saints, but if they mm-hmm. lose, they'd be tied with the, you know, with the Bucks, and then the Saints are only a half game back if they win. So, right. um, yeah, i don't think I'm with you. I, I, actually, I'm gonna take Tampa because I okay. think Devay, if he could, these I think they could maybe stop the run. They're gonna make Desmond Ritter beat them. Usually, that like I think that's gonna go in your favor. So. Uh, I don't feel confident about either team, but I guess if I had to pick one, like, I'd rather have Baker than Desmond. So yeah, for sure. I think Mike Evans might make the play. Hopefully, Chris Godwin makes the play because he's on my fantasy team and he's been invisible. So well, he had a touchdown last week, up.
1: right? He had a touchdown last week, didn't
2: he? <laughs> yeah, <a> rushing touchdown. <laughs> he plays wide receiver.
1: Hey, it scores the same way, baby. <laughs> <laughs> well, how about this game? Rams at Baltimore. This game's up to seven and a half point favorites for Baltimore at home, 40-point total. They're coming off the bye. I don't like the hook. We always talk about that, but I think Baltimore's going to destroy this team this week. I think the Rams have played pretty good for a few weeks here, but they're going all the way across the country. Baltimore should be able to see the you know the one seed is in play for them as their, their division is falling apart. Um, so it's a big game for them. I don't love seven and a half, but I definitely would lay it with the Ravens here. They're in my top five this week.
2: Oh, really? Okay. I, would say I love the hook this week. I, I would mm. take the seven and a half. I, I would take the Rams, I think.
0: Mark this um, up.
2: The only reason why is you're getting an, experience, you're getting an experienced quarterback, mm-hmm. and I think this might be Sean McVay's best coaching job. So I think oh, even though sure. that Ravens defense is playing at a very high level, uh, I think that you know, I don't know. I doubt the Rams will win. I'm not, I'm not standing on this hill that the Rams are going to go to Baltimore and win. But I, I do think seven and a half is a little too much. Um, I That's would fair. have it probably closer to four if I were to, um, if I were to make lines. But yeah, I, I like the Rams. Uh, I think they might be able to run the ball a little bit with Kyron Williams, be able to control the clock a little bit. Um, you know, maybe even the flow of the game. Just, just a pitch, just enough, just enough to cover. You know, like so they're not going to probably win, but I do like the Rams. I think the number is a little bit too big this week.
1: It is a good value for a 40-point total. I mean, that's a big... That's basically saying Baltimore's going to roll them, right? Uh, and, and the Rams aren't going to score much. So maybe you're right. I mean, you might be onto to something. It's definitely more yeah. value. Tyler Higbee. Yeah. Tyler Higbee might be the guy this
2: week. That's
1: yeah. right. How about the, the Detroit going to Chicago? First of all, Coop, I'm going to the game now, so I, we can't watch Four foreshadows. I'm going to the Bears oh, game are. on Sunday. Yep. The attorneys invited me. I thought me. about going, too. It's funny you say that. Well, if you go, let me know. We'll meet up somewhere. But... Uh, Lions, this this number's been floating between three and a half, which is right now for the Lions on the road, between three and three and a half, 43-point uh, total. The contest line is actually three. Um, I've liked the Bears all week here, uh, even though Detroit got off the schneid and actually looked pretty good, at least in the first half, or the first quarter, for sure, against um, the Saints. They kind of shellacked them early, but let the Saints come all the way back. As I was waiting for one of your epic rants like last week, because I know you bought in on the Saints... <laughs> When they were down 21 nothing. So, um, but anyway, I digress. I think I still like the Bears here. I, you know, I'm not saying that Jared Goff. He's gotten over the bugaboo being like a non-outdoor quarterback. But it's going to be a windy, kind of crummy day in Chicago. Bears defense is playing better. I'll take the points here, uh, three or three and a half. I will take the Bears.
2: See, I, I like the hook again. They've been playing, and they've been yeah. actually been able to stop the run the Raiders had the yeah. last three or four weeks. So I think the I think the X factor in that game is probably going to be Sam LaPorta. I think if,
1: yeah, if, I like the, Sammy. if Detroit
2: wins, it's probably going to be because of Sam LaPorta. If they lose, it's probably because <laughs> they didn't get the ball to Sam LaPorta. Because so, Jared Goff uh, drops Titan the ball
1: five times. <laughs>
2: Yeah, well, that too. That could be, but I think that's the way you take advantage of Bears' defense. Just because I think they're going to be so committed to stopping the run, the play action game, I think is going to be the key for the Lions. If, if that's working, I think it's going to be a long day for Chicago. <laughs> uh, but I, I like the, like I said, I like the hook here. I think I'm going to take you. I'm going to, I'm going to take the Bears on the side. I think the half a point is going to make a difference. I could definitely see it. You know, like the weather is going to be a factor. It's going to be in the 30s, and like I said, 15 to 20 mile an hour wind. So uh, that might come a factor. I could see a tie here. I don't know about you, but I, I, could, I could see a tie. I hope it. Yeah, I, I could see a tie happening here. So tie's fine. Tie's
1: fine. Really we get, we get the we get the dog in the tie. That's fine. <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, we might go be bet on the tie. That'd be even more fun. Maybe we should do that.
1: It's like it's like soccer. The three way. The three way uh, action there. <laughs> we all like three way action. I know you do. All right, don't tell Kelly. But anyway, uh, so let's go Colts against Cincinnati uh, on the road. This is a weird line because so Cincinnati, or Indian, Indianapolis is one-and-a-half point favorite right now in the market, 43-and-a-half point total, but Circa's got this game at a pick. So I'm not sure. I think it was a two-and-a-half initially when it came out, so it is going the way of Cincinnati after that performance on Monday night. One-and-a-half is not a great number. You know, it's, well, either side, to lay or to pick up. So it's not like it's a you know, huge line there. But it's interesting that Circa's a point and a half off the market. Um, so this is going to be the Jimmy Wegg stay away of the week, guys. Pick uh, <laughs> Flip a coin on this one. I probably, I mean, Cincinnati looked pretty good and they played pretty good last week. Indianapolis is in the playoff hunt. They need the game. But you tell me, I don't know who's what's going to happen in this game at all. No idea.
2: I don't either, but I think I would actually take the Colts. I think Michael Pittman might be the difference. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, do you trust Jake Brett? Do you, guys, do, do you like Washington State more, or do you like Washington more? That's basically what it comes to. It's kind of the Apple Cup reborn. You it know, is, you know, you're, you're Good call. That's what this game is. Yeah, it's nice little uh, yeah Apple Cup NFL edition. So yeah, I would take I would take Andy. I, I don't I don't, really, I don't really like this game either. This game just you have no idea. <laughs> Uh, that might be a tie game too to be game. Uh, is it, is
1: this is your tie uh, of the week
2: you know I would take. yeah presented by men's warehouse um, <laughs> but no definitely uh, definitely take it I think Zach Moss has a good I think Zach Moss has a good game this weekend uh, I think Andy's going to be able to run the ball. Their defensive line, I keep bringing this up, but their defensive line is abnormally like, tall. Like yes. They're just big dudes. So That's true. they might be able to knock out passes down, maybe a, a tip or a pick six that way I think might be a difference to the ball game.
1: Yeah. So. It is funny, though, with Cincinnati, as you mentioned, Browning had a great game, but it's amazing when you just throw the ball to Jamar Chase. It usually works.
2: Yeah, well, when he gets tipped at Jamar Chase, that helps, too. Well,
1: that did help, too. but And then don't let Tyler Boyd yeah. throw the ball, okay? He threw it right to that yes. guy. Yes,
2: oh, my God. He's like... Right, to so Josh Allen. <laughs> 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 Staring right at him. I was watching the Manning cast, too. The best part was like... You know, Peyton's like like, I totally forgot they all teach these wide receivers to look <laughs> off defensive players when they're getting to throw passes. And it was just so funny because he was so mad. Right, like, to him. The Bengals have all this momentum. Why are they having like Browning is catching feet? He's like, he's on fire right now. They're gonna have wide receivers throw the ball. Like, what, yeah. is, what are we doing?
1: Yeah, they had two wide receiver so, passes okay, yeah, in that funny. one. That was awesome.
2: It's funny you mentioned that.
1: All right, so the Jags are going to Cleveland. Uh, <laughs> this is an interesting ball game. As. As you mentioned, you know, it looks like Flacco's going to get the start. I didn't update this. In the marketplace, it's it's 3.5 now for Cleveland at home against the Jags. The Jags will be starting C.J. Beathard. We didn't mention that. Totals down to like a pretty low 32, so they, they don't expect a high-scoring game. All right. I know this is a weird weird angle on this one. It, it's it's kind of hovering on the, the top five. I'm not sure I can go with it, but i got to go with the Jags. they got to win this game, The so does the Cleveland. Both teams need to win, but... I don't know. Something's wrong with that defense in Cleveland. I'm not sure what's right. I don't think they can lay this many points, even though they're probably they should be the better team. But I don't know if the number moves that much with Jacksonville. They're also six and zero on the road. I know that's with Trevor Lawrence. I get it, but they've got and they lose a couple of
2: London games there too. I think.
1: Yeah, Christian Kirk also is hurt. We mentioned we didn't mention that. But if end is still okay, I think they're going to be able to move the ball on Cleveland. And then the defense, God, Jacksonville's defense was terrible. I think it's at home. When they're at home, they're getting too much home cooking. They're, like, fat and slow, but on the road they play focused. So I take the Jags plus the three and a 3.5 here. See, I like
2: it. They're getting. Yeah, see, it's tough. See, I'm going to say at 3, I love Cleveland at 3.5. I like Jacksonville. I don't oh, know. This is so tough to – Again, we're picking C.J. Beathard and Joe Flacco. I mean, we have so many good <laughs> folks here. <Garrett's> so tough.
1: <laughs> this could uh, have been Deshaun Watson and Trevor Lawrence, but then you got Beathard and Flacco now.
2: <laughs> yeah, man, that's yeah. It could have been a Clemson off. We could have had yeah. the battle of defensive quarterbacks. That's right. Yeah, that'd have been something. Um, man, I I keep going back and forth on this one too. There's so many good like loser leaves town games with back to yeah. quarterbacks. See, so, yeah, I could. And I could see Cleveland's offensive line dominating and them being able to run the ball on the phone. Because, I mean, they, the Bengals looked like they had a pretty good uh, – it wasn't Joe Mixon, it was Williams. I can't remember his first name. But Williams had a good game mm-hmm. rush. He actually looked like he had some juice to him for the Bengals as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I could see Cleveland wanting to lean on that and run the football, and I could definitely see them take – it. so I'm going I'm to go Cleveland. It's going to be a nasty, shitty day in Cleveland. It's going to be cold. It's not going to be fun. CJ C.J. Beathard uh, – Outside of Kyle Shanahan this looked like ass, and I anticipate that. He didn't even look good on that field goal try they had, honestly. Well, and he almost so,
1: got hurt on the first um, play. Like, I don't know if you saw, he kind of almost got hurt on the yeah. first play. His wrist, I'm like, they had no other yeah. quarterbacks. It was like, who are they going to put? Just ATN and the Wildcat?
2: So, I, I like Cleveland. Uh, Joe Flacco, hopefully, is not going to throw a stupid interception, you know, or at least I would call it maybe stupid, but hopefully, you know, we don't get to that point where you have to throw that 50-50 ball and it goes the other way, so... Uh, I'll take Cleveland. I, you know, I hate the hook, but I'll play the hook and, and see what we can get yeah. you know, as far as like. Yeah, I, I could see. Like I said, I could see the physicality of Cleveland taking over here
1: for sure. Yeah, well, hopefully they show up again. I mean, they, they've been playing on the road. This is, you know, they had two in a row, so maybe it'll be home cooking.
2: Yeah.
1: Let's go with Carolina and New Orleans. It's the last in the, last game in the early slate. Um, you know, <laughs> Carolina maybe they they played a little better in the dead cat bounce game, but they still didn't win the game. Uh, New Orleans, is Jameis starting this game or is it going to be Carr? Do we know? Uh, Great question. You looked that up. 38-point total. I'll tell you right now, I can't back New Orleans ever again. Um, Not that I did last week per se, but I don't like this team. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's Carr. Maybe it's whatever. They've got enough talent. Olavi's great. Kamara's great. The defense has, has played pretty well, but for whatever reason, you cannot have Derek Carr... Lay numbers. I just don't – I can't do it. It doesn't mean I'm back in Carolina per se, but it was Carolina or pass here. They're definitely not going to be in my top five in this one. So, And the Saints have to win, so it's a must-win game. But I don't know. I can't trust Derek Carr, especially if he starts, and Jameis is a turnover machine. So it's Carolina or pass for me, pal.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, I'm with you. I like the – See, I like I like the number for Carolina, but then I still think about game script, and I just don't know how the world Carolina is going to move the ball, just because Mm -hmm. I mean the Saints defense has they were better in the second half, Um, you know, but I just don't see Bryce Young having a good day throwing the football against this team, especially in New Orleans. Like you said, they got to they have to win that game. I think Dennis Allen is coaching. I mean,
1: I think he is. I think he's coaching for his
2: uh, uh, family. but you, I would I would take Carolina. I'll play the number. I don't feel good about it. I'm
1: giving wrong, but I'm with you. I would take Carolina early. Alone. there you go. All right, late games. You've got Minnesota at the Raiders. Uh Minnesota's a three-point favorite on the road. Forty and a half-point total. It's a little bit strange here, Coop. Uh, you know, I do like Minnesota in general. Dobbs has turned the ball over a bit lately, and the Raiders obviously had a good run, and then they kind of got beat down by Kansas City, but. All the money's going to the Raiders, but this number's not moving, which is a little suspect. So this is the you know shady shady line of the week here. I think that usually means when there's when there's not when well, lines not moving, but the money's going, that means that you know, maybe they're holding it at that three artificially. So I, I probably would pay, you know all my metrics tell me to take Minnesota because they're the better team, but I think the Raiders are. I don't know. The, if they get three, three and a half. I think it was three and a half, got down to three, but it hasn't moved beyond off the three. So I don't know. I think you'd have to take the Raiders and the points at home. Ugh.
2: Oh yeah, this is my game of the week. I love the Raiders here. I love this spot for them. Uh um, I obviously is coming up, actually I think both these teams are coming off a bye.
1: Yeah, they're both both the bye. But, um
2: I think there was a lot of there's a lot of indecision at in quarterback for the Vikings going into that bye. Like mm-hmm. I think the last game we remember for the Vikings was that Shoot, uh, Monday night against the Bears. So yeah. Um yeah. <laughs> quarterback is at the point right it's Jefferson back, but I, I don't know if it's going to make much of a difference. Uh, I love the, you know, I guess I like the, the Raiders here. They actually are still playing for something. I think they're actually excited to have Aiden O'Connell. You know, they're, they're trying to promote his development and see what they got in, in him, and I think they, that still gives them a reason to play, in my opinion, mm-hmm. as opposed to the Vikings. Obviously, they're in playoff hunt, but I think at the end of the day, they all know that, you know, without Kirk Cousins, it's, it's going to be a really uphill climb for them. So I, li- I like the Raiders here, I like them at home, I think they went, I think
0: they, uh, I think they went out right. You
1: can maybe sprinkle a little hungry dog on this one. So, all right, what about the yeah. uh, Seahawks at the 49ers? This is all the way up to 10 and point favorite for 49ers, 46 and point total. Uh, 49ers are coming at home, they're up, you know, they're my top rated team, they're playing great. Seattle's going the wrong way, but that just means that it's too many points. <laughs> so San Francisco yeah, right. should 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 lay the wood here, but it's too it's 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 like a sucker play. It's like ten and a half. They're going to win by ten. It was kind of like we talked about last time. Remember, it was seven and a, seven last time, or seven seven and a half when they was at Seattle, and they they covered easily, but. I'm not saying they picked their foot up the gas pedal. They're going to win this football game. I'm, I'm not. I don't think Seattle's going to surprise anybody. But ten and a half is just too many points. So it's Seattle or pass, which they're definitely not in the top five for sure.
2: Yeah, no, I'm with you. I like I like Seattle. They played pretty well last week. I thought I, I guess that I had them to beat the Cowboys. If you listened to my rant last week, yeah, but Shout I out to. Too to bad to we weren't recording on YouTube. That it would really. <laughs> um, but no, I mean it just I. I don't, I'm still I'm still a little fresh, honestly. I'm at Seattle. It still hurts, but uh, just to hear that, just to even hear that name, it brings up to me bad memory. So That's hilarious. Uh, no, I, I don't like the hook here. I think ten is the I think ten is the number. I think the best standpoint. Seattle is getting healthier. They had you know their offensive line played pretty well last week against the Cowboys. So, um, yeah, I don't know if Kenneth Walker is going to play or not, but yeah, Seattle, like I said, I think it's to your point, Ten and a half's too much. I think you know, ten is the number. So I, I'd play Seattle. I'd play the hook. See what
1: we got. All right, look at you. We're on the same side. This is scary. You're taking more dogs yeah, now. This I feel. Is scary. I feel bad. I feel like I changed you. <laughs> <laughs> no, the pain changed me. The that pain. Hurt. All right, well, let's talk about this game. This is a huge game in the AFC. Buffalo. This is a Buffalo goes home if they lose this. This is basically the rest of the season for them. At six and six, Buffalo goes to Kansas City. Uh, The the number now is one and a half uh, for Kansas City at home, 48 and a half point total. It was was two and a half on the opener, so everybody's pounding Buffalo, which admittedly, I was on that too. They were on my top five when it was a two and a half. Not that there's a huge difference in the number between one and a half and two and a half, but I still like Buffalo here. I I know that we're kind of bagging on Kansas City. We just saw Kansas City play like crap. So maybe we shouldn't think that way, you know, kind of reverse psychology. But the bottom line is Buffalo, they let Josh Allen play. They should just let him just do his thing and they'll win, even though Casey's defense has been pretty good. It's really just Buffalo, can they hold up? And I don't think, I don't think the offense can do it for Kansas City. So I think I like Buffalo to win this game outright.
2: Yeah, know I'm with you. (laughs) I'm I'm with the hungry dog here. Josh Allen has has played really well in Arrowhead every time they've gone there. His his worst game he's ever had was the first one he played, and he still had, like, three touchdowns and interception in that game. So every other game he's played there, he's had four touchdowns. So... yeah, I, I, like you said, it's do or die for Buffalo. Uh, Kansas City's defense is really hurt. They got pretty banged up against the Packers the other night. I think they lost a Mike linebacker. They're down to, like, the third-string linebacker. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they lost another member of the secondary. So um, Buffalo's getting back to running the ball a little bit too, which I think is only helping Important. Josh Allen, in my yep. opinion, get the yep. play action going. You can get him moving, I think that helps a lot. Uh, but, yeah, I, I like Buffalo, man. I just – they have to – like you said, they have to win this game to even keep – you know, there's their hopes alive. It's even Matt, and it'll make that last game of the season matter. So, uh, yeah, I mean, we'll see. I mean, everybody should probably go bet on Kansas City now. Yeah.
1: Else is Buffalo, but perhaps. <laughs> <It's an action laughs> no, I podcast just like line up, up against us. Yeah. No, I, I get it. I see you on your top so. four. That's good. Uh, last game in the late window is Denver at uh, the Chargers. The Chargers are laying t- two and a half at home, 44, and a half point, or 44 point total. Man, this is a tough one. I, I don't love the Chargers. I mean, we've been on record that, you know, I think Staley's going to get fired at some point here. But Denver's kind of been, I know you've been, I, I was dogging about the Russell Wilson stuff. I'm sorry, I got a little salty there. But, I just don't think they're that good of a football team, dude. I don't know, Denver turnover luck, you know. I mean, that defense has played pretty good, I guess, but when you get plus three every week in turnovers, I know that's part of the defense. Uh, It's tough. So, I can't. Well, I don't know. The char- I'm, I'm, I'm teetering with the Chargers. Everybody's like, "Oh, the Chargers! Their talent should win out." We've been saying this for like seven years. The same damn thing. Why are they laying points? But it's two and a half at home. I almost feel like the Chargers are a dog in this one because they're actually going to have the home crowd's going to be Denver fans. But um, so it's probably a, a perfect game to stay away from. But I actually kind of like the Chargers in this one
2: that? When you go back, I, I reviewed some of the all 22 tape because you you know you said he played so bad, and I went back. And he missed Jerry Judy twice in that game for two touchdowns. Like,
1: there you go.
2: like if you go back and watch, Jerry Judy is really running down the sideline by himself, and he's just looking at the other side of the field. He's making the wrong read, which that would have won the game. And then the other one obviously would have won the game too because they only lost by what four or five. So. Yep. Um, yeah, he's just he's just not seeing the picture clearly right now, or at least he didn't last week. He, you know, he's played a little bit better before that. But it was Sierra's birthday last week, week, buddy.
1: Sierra's um, birthday. He had a lot to do yeah, that's probably what it was. He's expecting be. a baby. He's got a lot going on. It's
2: probably, um, yeah. He might have had a little too much to drink celebrating, you know, Sierra's birthday or something, right. you know. Uh, but anyway, I, I think they bounced back this week. I think this game is more for Denver than it is for the Chargers. I mm-hmm. think the Chargers might start to quit. I think this might be the week they do start to quit. They only scored six points against the Patriots. Uh, know. They have just harbored a quarterback. Like, come on. Like, are we serious? Like I know. Uh so I that honestly if I was on that team, that would make me start to want to quit. this is six nothing, that's it. We could score six points, that's it. Like, who the hell are we supposed to beat if we can only score six points against the Patriots? So yep. uh you know, I just think some of that trust and belief might start to leave the locker room. So I think fun might start packing his shit and getting it together. You know, maybe going out the door, you know, maybe next week or so. So uh, I like Denver here. We'll take Denver.
1: Yeah, we'll go opposite. It's okay. I mean, I, it's hard to back the Chargers. I mean, give me a break. They've, they're they're the letdown team of the year. I mean, every year. So yeah. they're going to her. This
2: is the Pepto-Bismol pick of the week. Honestly. Like my shirt. The
1: this game should be sponsored by. A little, by. little, little pink yeah. in that stomach. Okay, so let's go to the the primetime games. There's actually three this week, uh, Coop. We've got first the the Sunday night game, which is awesome. Philadelphia, well, four, I know, it's already passed, but three on the main ones, right? So Philadelphia, Denver, I mean, Dallas, and uh, Dallas is a three and a half point favorite, 52 and a half point total. Look, it's the hook. We hate this. You know, Jimmy Weggs, you always say, road, you know, road division dogs, you know, three and a half, you should take the road dog. And I can see it's in your picks. There's no way. Dallas is a better football team. So I hate the three and a half, but screw it. Dallas is going to, they're going to mess them up. It's not going to be as bad as the 49ers beat up on them. Maybe they get a little bit a week of weak rest as Philly, but Dallas wants this game bad. They've been awesome in Jerry World. I have to go Dallas or pass. There's no way. So they're actually in my top five. I'm Dallas three minus three minus three and a half. Yeah. Mike McCarthy's
2: back at the Civility, I think, today, by the way. Yeah epithectomy yesterday, so oh, no. shout out to Mike McCarthy, he's a real football guy, Big he, Mike. Had, yeah, he has appendix removed, so uh, shout out to him, hope he's doing well, that's the only nice thing I'll say about Mike McCarthy, so yeah. I, I said some nice things about Mike McCarthy, but uh, I love Philly here, and the reason I love Philly is because this team is supposed to be built and predicated on their offensive line play, and how mm-hmm. well they're supposed to be playing, and I think all that they've heard the last probably five days is how shitty they've been. Um, fun stat for you. Actually, Philly, up to this point, has had a total, uh, total of 343 less rushing yards this year than what they did last year. Um, just to put that in perspective, it's about 30 yards less per game. Now you're going to be like, oh, what's you know, 30 yards? What's a that? Like, at the end of the game, the last four or five minutes of the game, that's literally the game. Like They can ice the game away. Yeah, three first downs. So this sure. team is predicated on, yeah, absolutely. So this team is predicated on... Throwing the ball to score, and at the end of the game, getting the ball and then just running it down your throat and ending it. So, uh, I think this week, I think Philly is going to flex them. They got that offensive line is going to have something to prove. They arguably are the best unit in football when they're playing at their best. You know, they might be the the, the most cohesive unit. Uh, I think they can take the game over. We kind of saw, like I said, we saw last week with Seattle. Uh, Seattle was having no trouble moving the ball against Dallas. I think they figured something out. Uh, I think the only big thing that's going to hinder the Eagles here moving is just Jalen Hurts' health. I think that's the only thing that's really going to get in their way. If he's not obviously as mobile, um, that's going to be a big issue. But uh, the hook is a big thing here. But I like the Eagles. I think I sprinkle a money line. You know, somebody's got go to go into Jerry's World and win this year. Uh, and I mean, they just got embarrassed on national TV. So they just got their ass whooped in front of God and everybody. So you know they're going to come ready to play. Uh, they're definitely motivated. They don't want to. They don't want to, you know, have a tied division going into the last three or four weeks of the season.
1: So. I know. I know. Well, full disclosure, I do. I do have a Dallas ticket to win the division, so this is an important game for me too. But, ah, but even so, I just know. think. I mean, look, the metrics say it. I look, Philly. Here's what they say. This is you have to remember, most teams who lose the Super Bowl have a Super Bowl hangover, right? And people have been saying it. At least you know, like Michael Lombardi says it all the time. They're a Super Bowl hangover team for 50 minutes of the game. And then they play great at the end of the game. Last week, it was opposite. They played great in the first quarter and sucked the rest of the game. So they're only playing one quarter of football this year for whatever reason. Maybe it's they're fatigued. I do think Hurts is a little banged up. So I hear what you're saying. The numbers, you should take this number with Philly, but I just don't think they're the same team. I'm not saying Dallas is going to just, you know, they're much better, but... Their offense is rolling and, and look, they were five yards away from beating this team in Philly and, and they're gonna they're gonna want this one. So we'll be on opposite sides. No problem. Do it. Uh Monday Night Football, we got two games. Two games here we go. This is a humdinger. We've got uh, Tennessee at Miami, you know, your your squad. Thirteen point favorites at home, forty six and a half point total. I'm not saying this this schedule is easy, but my God, the last three weeks they played nobody. Um so it's Miami your pass. We I mean about that? Miami are past, they're just gonna destroy this team. I don't know if it's I mean, Will Levis in the gun show, you know, maybe he does something to surprise us early, but I do think Miami's gonna win uh this game, and I, I can't take the Titans even though the the fighting Grey should do something. In Miami, forget about it. Tyreek Hill will have a good game and more importantly, they're gonna run on run on Tennessee too, so I'll take the I mean, they're not in my top five, but I would lay the thirteen.
2: Yeah, um, with you, I think they're going to run them. I think this is going to be the display of Miami's running game. So they're going to, they they basically got a full stable now. I mean, A. Chain uh, is back, Mostert's back, Jeff Wilson's back. Yep. I mean, they're getting healthy in that position at the right time. And I think this year, as opposed to last year, I think Mike McDaniel actually has confidence in their ability to run the football. Uh, hopefully they employ that more going up the stretch. Because I'm telling you right now, if they want to beat teams with good records, to team has to run the football. You yeah. saw it against Kansas City, you know, the second half when they started to run the football. It's, they're a completely different team. It's yeah. a completely different offense when you have to respect their run game. Because it just helps that speed even take over even more. So, uh, now I'm with you. Uh, I mean, we talked about their schedule, you know, when they uh, – When they played Philly, you know, we knew after that loss, I think I told you they were going to go 4-5-0. or and Like, they Mm -hmm. had literally nothing until the Cowboys. So, uh, you know, hopefully they they show up and cover, you know, just keep the bus kind of moving along. I don't anticipate them having too much trouble. Um, And hopefully they can keep Tua healthy. That's the only thing I'm worried about now, just because everybody else's quarterback keeps getting hurt. So I'm like, all right, just keep Tua healthy, and we'll have a chance, honestly. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think it's Miami or pass here.
1: All right. Last game, Green Bay at the Giants. Uh, The Green Bay is on the verge of the playoffs. As we kind of mentioned before, they're playing pretty good. It's up to seven in the marketplace. Uh, I think that's what it is at Circa. One second. So let's see. Giants, where are you? You're really far down here. Yeah, circa six and a half. So it's actually a better line at Circa because they kind of anticipate some buyback here. I, I like... Uh, this is crazy. I can't believe it. I think the I think Packers are playing good football. I've said that for a few weeks. I know you've been dogging me. But I think they're playing pretty good football. Thirty-seven and a half, thirty-seven point totals, pretty low. I like the fighting Tommy DeVito's here. A lot of people say they're going to give up, and I think they're they're probably right. But I don't know. Should Green Bay be laying this many points on the road? I don't care who they're playing. I'll take the dog in this one. And they're actually in my top five for the Giants.
2: Yeah, no, I I've, this this I went back and forth with my four picks because I'm with you. I think the Giants, in fact, I went to the The reason why I think that is kind of like in college, you know, they had that big emotional win. Like they just had arguably the biggest win they've had.
1: Sure.
2: Since, obviously, since Aaron Rodgers was under center, so mm-hmm. there might be a little bit of an a, emotional hangover. I could see that definitely happening. You know, they might be overlooking this game. It's, you know, it's the Giants, it's Tommy DeVito, they're trash. You know, they're just looking ahead. So this is – This a young football team in the Packers, so I could I could see them kind of getting wrapped up maybe a little bit in that. You know, if they don't, you know, shame on me, and I think it's more credit to Matt Lafleur than anything. But yeah, no, I'm with you. I like the seventh here. I like the Giants. You know, they uh, they should be able to run the ball, which will neutralize, you know, that that Green Bay pressure. and actually, Pacheco had a good night running the ball against them last week in Lambo. I mean, he ran for over 100. Oh so yeah. If, if they Fake can get one. that, Tommy can make a couple good throws. You know, that game is, it could very easily go the Giants' way. So yeah. no, I'm with you. I think they're a little bit uh, the, the Giants are kind of a poor man's Packers in a way. They are in a really twisted, sick, twisted way. But yeah, no, I like I like the, I like the here.
1: Yeah, Tommy, Tommy's got you know first first Monday Night Football start. I mean, what could go wrong? I mean, please, it'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> four, so it will be fine. All right, so my top five I've just amended. So we've got Baltimore minus 7.5, Dallas minus 3.5, the Bears plus the 3, the Giants plus 6.5, and and I'm going to go Houston minus 3.5 as my my fifth pick. What do you got for the Beaver Nation? Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, the Beaver Nation, shout out. Uh, So we have uh, the Rams, we're going to take them at plus 7.5. We're going to take the Raiders at plus 3. Uh, we've got Buffalo at a uh, point and a half, and mm-hmm. we're gonna take Philly at three and a half. So we're running with the uh, the hungry dog parlay this weekend.
1: Yeah, you're going dogs. That's
2: four uh, underdogs. That's, dogs. that's, that's four dogs for you. So a dog.
1: I don't mind the Raiders pick. I know, we've, and I I do like Buffalo too. So that's the, I don't. I'm not totally against you. Two of them were against each other, but that's good. So uh obviously I'm still at the holiday party. I'm gonna miss the big karaoke night tonight. I'll be back tomorrow for a different holiday party and what's going on. We have going to the Bears game Sunday, so you're gonna sing tonight? Did you pick out your song yet? Yeah, I
2: thought we had I thought we were gonna do We Are Family, but I oh. guess you're not gonna be there. So. Oh god. Yeah. Look at you. Yeah. So I do guess you I'm gonna me feel bad out my now. solo. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Well you should. You know, again, you're always in Philly. You know, you just—I see where your priorities are. You know, we—we yeah. we are. words? Wow, words are hard. We are your responsibility too. You know, so to get this family, this whole step family. I was with to to everybody
1: places. last week when you were—you were with your grandfather. I mean, come on, I didn't dog you about <laughs> seeing grandpa. He was for his 80th, man. But yeah. I was out with the crew twice at, at, at a you know holiday yeah. club. Anyways.
2: You it can't win them all. But uh, yeah, we have. Uh, I think that's tonight. What is
1: that? my buddies? I think. Yeah, my
2: buddies. This is yeah. My buddies. Mm-hmm. So, uh, should be a good time. And obviously, we have volleyball Saturday, so that'll be good. Uh, and then yeah, we have. I've been. I'm still debating on whether I want to go to the Bears game or not because okay. it's gonna be cold as shit, and yep. there's so many other games that I want to watch. You know, I just I'm having a hard time debating on that. So.
1: Well, if you go, let and me I know. I figured
2: parking there is. I don't know. If you know, is parking a nightmare? I figured like going there and getting out of there is just a disaster.
1: Well, so. Here's the thing about parking. If you choose, you should do the you just get there early and tailgate. And, and you can park in the south lots like you go down past McCormick, 31st Street lot, and there's a ton of people tailgating. It's a fun time. And all you do is after the game, you tailgate a little more. You wait till everybody leaves. If not, just take the red line down, dude. Just take the red line down to Roosevelt, and it's about a mile and a half walk to the stadium. It's not bad. So, you know, it's a long walk back. After you've been drinking, but uh it's pretty easy to get in and out if you're if you're walking if you're doing the if you're driving then you're gonna you know it's a little bit more of a hassle, but just just stay a little bit. I mean I'm not trying to have you drink and drive, but my point is you know goof around, throw the football around after okay. after the bears win you know goof around and hey, there you go.
2: Well, then I also have one of those power converters where you can plug in, yeah. like, the cigarette lighter of your car, and it's got a couple outlets. So, I, you know, I thought about tailgating and taking, like, the TV cool. down and just having it in the back of the car. You know, we can just sit there and watch football. I can just cast it from my phone. So I thought about doing that.
1: People do that all the time. I mean, I'm telling you, if you go to 31st Street Lot, you got guys with full setups, big tents, gigantic TVs. It's like you're in a sports bar down there. But, you know, <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. I'm meeting the attorneys probably at a bar and, you know. Hopefully they're picking up all the tabs, so we're good. Mm-hmm. They charge us enough money to yeah, these deals you're your anyway. you're a big shot. <laughs> right.
2: Yeah, I keep forgetting that. You're, you're big time. You know, you're big I, have, I keep forgetting Just don't forget about us little people, you know. Yeah. When you're out there frolicking. When you get
1: invited uh, to the December game, you know that you're on the top of the list, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. especially when it's the Lions. Or <laughs> right, exactly. Well, hey! Follow us at Side Action Pod on Twitter and Side Action Podcast on Instagram. Follow me at Wexville on Twitter and on Instagram. And
2: you can check me on Instagram uh, at Dalton Cooper on Twitter at Mr. Grumpy Gills, of course, the one and only. Uh, again, we are the Side Action Pod. Thanks for checking us out. And check us out on Instagram and Twitter as well at Side Action Pod. Uh, and until next week, we are back together. Like next week. Right? Like, yeah, so we'll
1: so do it on Friday because I, I have I have a happy hour on Thursday, so we'll do a Friday session, you and I, in person. So I miss you. I miss you, pal. I miss you. Nice. Yeah, Big I hug. know. Right. Where's uh we, are we doing our happy hour at the yeah, yeah bring it in anyway. Are we doing
2: our happy hour at the place
1: we did last time? Is uh, different place. Hour? Uh, Randolph Tavern. That's uh, it's Randolph and uh, Wells, maybe it's it's in the, it's in like the near it's in the loop but it's not the west loop it's in the loop itself but yeah it's a good spot oh. i do that for the, i do the holiday place there every time so it's holiday happy hour gotcha
2: yeah we'll look forward to that we'll have the i have the santa hat don't worry oh we have please. we still got like two
1: more weeks of santa hat so of course you yeah. got to have that so yeah right <laughs> <laughs> all right pal. we'll we'll, we'll sure. talk soon okay right. uh, thanks everybody
0: absolutely That's a wrap for this episode of the Side Action Podcast. We appreciate all of your listens and thank you for joining us. We'll see you all again next week on Thursday for some more hot picks and side action.